Do you believe that people can dream about what's going to happen? No. Do you believe in the boogeyman? No. Then you won't mind cold cocking this guy when I bring him out. What? You heard me. I grab the guy in my dream. You see me struggling, so you wake me up. We both come out, you whack the fucker, and we got him. Are you crazy? Oh, Get out there! Wait, wrong floor. podcast where we talk about anything and everything we may talk about me we may talk about you but one thing is true we'll never talk about anything new after all there is nothing new under the sun (laughs) i like to play with these effects i think it's fun i think i like the way that um i like how it Brings in the audience to say, ooh, I like him. He's fun, exciting. He's interesting. I like what he's saying. He's popular, entertaining. Makes me feel some type of way, and I like that way he makes me feel. (laughs) I think that's what we all going for. We're all searching for, looking for, and anything. I like to call that our journey. <laughs> Everybody has a journey, you know. We wake up one day and bam, alive. What the hell is going on? You look around and you try to make sense of everything moving around, even though it's more like a blurry fog of shadows and lights. Try to make sense of your surroundings. You start hearing voices that sound familiar, but not so muffled anymore. Day one of your journey begins when the doctor slaps you on the ass. Welcome to the war. (laughs) No, you didn't ask to be here. And you don't know what the hell your purpose is because ain't nobody told you. Well, I ain't going to tell you either because that ain't my place. All I can tell you is about my journey. Crazy thing is I, I didn't always be. I wasn't always this person. I didn't always think and be in my head where I am today. 
my thoughts were very similar to just every, any old average person. Any accomplishment or goal or dream anybody might would ever want to have as a man in America in the 2000s and 99s. My ideas were very similar to anyone else's. Hell, all I wanted was <laughs> money, power, you know, control, pinky in the brain, or rule the world, take over this bitch. That's what I was thinking. <laughs> In a small way, you know, if I rule the world, ain't that how the song goes? What if God was one of us? <laughs> Interesting. The things that these people say and we buy their records and don't even think about it. Where they come up with the idea to say these words. They just randomly happen to pop into their head. Because those people are artists. <laughs> we fool ourselves with our own naive beliefs. And we value things that are less important than reality. It's crazy. <laughs> most wild thing I ever seen in my life. These are the kind of conversations that <laughs> divide families, destroy friendships, break up relationships. Turn sons against fathers and fathers against sons. Divide households. People don't like talking about truth because it makes them feel uncomfortable. They say make podcasts based on things people like to hear, things people like to talk about. <laughs> Why? Because it matters. It matters about how people feel, what they feel about you. Truth don't matter. It's how can you win with feelings? They say, uh, be happy. <laughs> You're your audience will be happy. Be sad and your audience will be sad. And they don't want to be sad. They want to be happy. Hell, I ain't trying to make you feel one way or the other. I'm just talking. You're here listening. I think that puts us on the same page. I think insanity is when you start turning away from things just because the way it makes you feel. 
maybe quit worrying about how things make you feel so much as worry about how things are going affect you I don't know I feel like I have a lot to say so if you're still here I appreciate you uh, taking the time out of your day to hear what I had to say and hear my thoughts but I understand something I'm new to this game and and we just met and you don't know me and here I am going on about what's in my head and I haven't even shown you who I am so You can call me James Vale. And my life has been interesting, to say the least. I'm just a, I'm a young man by society's standards. And I feel as though I've lived four lives, and I'm in my fourth life now. It's weird. Because you see, I didn't used to always think this way. My mind was in no different a place than anyone else in, at 18 years old and 20 and 25, 28 even. I had dreams and goals just like anyone else. So how did it all change? What did it, what happened? What caused it to begin a new strand of reality? And the best way to know and to understand somebody is to know who they are the best thing to do is start at the beginning so there I was awake bam <laughs> eyes open seeing the world for the first time in Houston Texas I'm not exactly sure because people are not so honest I guess is the most polite way to say it but I'd say my parents were about 16, 17 years old, afraid and scared. Living in a time where prejudices were prevalent. My mother being blonde hair, blue eyes, and my father being dark hair, Mexican. my mother the traditional white girl from texas all american whatever popular pretty crazy is all get out i guess i'm sorry but it's the way i feel 
anyways so from there I get adopted eventually I'm about two years old and get raised over in Mississippi and raised around a lot of family which is really cool because I grew up not understanding what friends were I heard of them but I didn't have any <laughs> I didn't need them because I had family hell it was about 12 cousins growing up around each other at any given time school started it was fun at first until I realized these kids were assholes <laughs> I was good at school though smart I could do any quiz faster than any student but I pretended to be dumb sometimes just so I could kind of fit in I lived a solitary life in, an, in a way because every time I had an opinion felt like voicing it I was told to hush. Nobody wanted to hear what I had to say. Felt like I talked too much. Hell, my cousin sang songs to me. <laughs> James, James, you talk too much. You never shut up. <laughs> course they use my real name and those listening will know who I'm talking what I'm talking about the ones that know me but either way for the most part I can't really complain I, for the I relatively had a good childhood hell I had just about any kind of toy kid could want within reason no, I had never had a rocket ship, but what the hell does a kid need a rocket ship for? <laughs> We're going to fly to. We can't get through the Van Allen radiation belt, but that's a whole nother topic. We'll leave that for another day. Either way, the point is, I grew up in a small town. Now, I was educated pretty well, I feel like. My dad made certain of it. He did not see the value or need in homeschool or private school or anything like that. He felt like he was smart enough with the public education that was good enough for us. Of course, we had opportunity, but by the time you get to a certain point in your life, you don't want to give up on the friends you have just to make new ones. Children aren't equipped with the ability to make those type of decisions anyways. You do what's best for them. The hell what they think. Anyway, so I grew up and graduated and went on and joined the military and was going to do with time and my time as a reservist. I had no intentions of being full, full on military. I just wanted to get college out of the way so I could get me a good job and pay my bills and have a good life. Get out of high school and things like church are no longer important. It's learning how to make money. I worked in construction for a little while and eventually uh, 
while I'm doing that, I'm going to college at nighttime and taking online courses and night classes and I'm getting it knocked out, but it's taking me some time, but I'm in no hurry. I'm making money. 9-11 happens and lo and behold, we deploying. Military time goes from being a reservist to full-on active for a short while anyways. During this time, I learned a lot about the world. You see, in the military, they make you go through all these diversity classes, these training sessions where they teach you about the cultures of the areas of the world that you're going to be deploying into. You might go to Iraq, Afghanistan, Europe, Germany, France, England, China, India, wherever you go. Militarily, they want you to be prepared to not offend nobody because everybody has their own things in their own countries that apply to their feelings. They worship themselves too much, I imagine. But either way, it is what it is. You learn a lot, become worldly. I read a lot of books because you get a lot of downtime, especially in places where you don't have access to internet or television. Come home here and there and get a job working on airplanes. Making a good living. Problem is, I don't like the shift. It's not so much as I don't like the shift, to be honest, I like the shift, I preferred the time and the hours, it wasn't, it had nothing to do with what I liked or what I wanted, it was what was best for my kids, my family. I needed to be on a different shift so I could sort of have like a normal life. Kind of hard to please a growing family when you ain't around. kind of makes it hard to shame or point fingers when you just as much part of it. But that's one of those lessons that we'll discuss later on. In this moment, it's important to understand where I'm coming from is a background of ups and downs, just like anybody else. After my little time there, uh, I decided to venture out back into society, become productive, start a business. What can I do? I'm good at plumbing. I think I'll do that. I start a company, a construction company, It works out pretty good. Start making pretty good money. Get people working with me. <clears throat> Got work put off for days, weeks, months, backed up. So much work, I'm looking to grow. I'm writing a book. Hell, I've got 
several books in the works. I'm finished one. I'm trying to uh, get it complete so I get it published. I think that'd be cool, seeing what people think about my way of writing. That's a whole different subject on its own. Something I'd like to discuss, though, for sure. I've been married twice. Well, I'm in my second marriage. I've been married before, young, had a kid, partied, enjoyed my youth, my 20s. Oh, man. I had a blast. Every time I left the country, it was party like it's 1999. Party like a rock star. <laughs> I think that's what they used to say. We got down. We had a good time. We enjoyed ourselves, all at the expense of taxpayers. Of course, we had to pay those taxes on the tax money that y'all paid us with. Crazy, ain't it? Then I get out here and start a business and but before all that I gotta learn a trade. And in the process of learning that trade I gotta take a downshift in pay. Something that everybody thought I was stupid for. Not seeing the long run or the big picture, but I was seeing it clearly. So I left, took the hate and heat that came with it. Wrote a book, finished that. Started a business eventually. But before I could do all that and complete all that, I had met someone else. She ruined my fucking life. <laughs> oh man, it was tough. Had another kid with her. This is my journey. I want to know about yours, but in the moment, I'm going to talk about mine. Like I said, maybe we'll talk about me or you. Who knows what we'll talk about today. I'm telling you about my journey because it's important. It's important for you to know where I come from and who I am, what led to me being the way I am, thinking the way I do. It's important for you to know that because this is my first podcast your first time listening so getting us on the same page and I appreciate you being here thank you very much now it's interesting to me is my family to raise me treat me like their own they were good to me. Like I said, I can't complain about my childhood. It was real good. Ended up not being so good later on, but we'll get to that. Interesting thing is when your mindset or your values and your beliefs change, separate from the ones who love you you find out just truly 
what it is to love another human being. For me, it took losing the ones I loved the most to really understand what it meant to have them. It's interesting to me how I talk about my father a good bit. I feel like he was a cornerstone for my life. My family thinks I hated him. Of course, I think he thinks I hated him too, but I can't blame him for thinking that. I didn't leave him any other options to believe anything else. I'm hard-headed and stubborn. I'm set in my ways. Sometimes it takes a hard push to get me to sway or move or change my position. They say that's good and then they say that's bad. But for me it's not about being good or bad so much as just doing what's right. I'm not worried about me. so much as I'm worried about you. It's important for us to know why we woke up and saw the world for the first time. It's important to understand our journey. Because when we don't understand our journey, our decisions and choices we make don't make sense. It's random chaos. And there's a reason we're called sheep and shepherds and wolves and all these things. It's because they have meaning and in that meaning they have power. See, I used to be just like everybody else. I wanted to be a football player when I was young, an artist at one time, a comic book writer. I wanted to write little stories, short novels and sci-fi movies. and I wanted to be a soldier and a firefighter at one time. I had normal dreams. But I dreamed of a future that depended on a reality where I had belief and faith in a system that is designed and built and established, put here into this world by the one you'll refer to as the devil. I mean, after all, it's his world, ain't it? He was given this world. How can he give you all of it if he don't have possession of it to give? You cannot give what isn't yours. Is that too hard to follow? I don't know. It seems complicated for some. To me, it seems very simple. 
The devil doesn't. <laughs> He's. Just, I mean, it's. He only knows what you allow him to know. That's the difference between God and him. One knows whether meant to know it or not, just knows. The other one ain't got a clue. <laughs> we following around an idiot, blind, deaf, and dumb, through a minefield, hoping for the best. Getting mad at the one going, hey, look, it's a sign over here, over this way that says, no mind, safe to walk. Y'all yelling at him. Because he's different. He wants to talk about something that makes you feel uncomfortable. Maybe you feel uncomfortable because you're wrong. Maybe you feel uncomfortable because you and you ain't doing right. I mean, no one's... No one sits down in their lazy boy recliner and sits back and opens up a can of beer and just relaxes and chills and goes, ah, feels so uncomfortable. <laughs> you might sit down on a gravel bed and your head against a rock with a rifle over your chest and shrapnel damage on your Vest, blood coming out your nose and your ears, ringing in your head, your eyes still shaking and wobbly, dazed. You might look at yourself in that moment and think, yep, this is uncomfortable. The point is, nobody just wakes up and says, you know, I'm just going to be uncomfortable. That's the thing. In some ways, we do things just, it's common sense. But in other things, when we should be using common sense, we use irrational thought. <laughs> We use emotions and feelings to justify our rightness with how it made us feel. Yeah, I lied, but that's because it made me feel good to do what I did or whatever, <laughs> you know. But no one ever acknowledges the truth. They just hide it move around it with their words they're clever and as they're clever they seem to just I don't know <laughs> make you think one thing when really they're trying to say another they call it double speak it's a way of communicating they teach it in school kindergarten through 12th grade it's amazing and no one's figured this out. Say what you want to say without actually saying it by saying the opposite. 
so that way whenever whatever happens happens you can escape blame by saying you didn't have any part in it it's amazing you know we go through this life and each of us has our own journey and we we look to each other for answers when we're kids we look to our parents to tell us everything my dad knows everything my mom knows everything shoot to a degree i believe still they do but the things that they don't know is what kills me the things that they don't know are the things that i've been trying to figure out my whole life the reason i went from believing there's an almighty to making jokes about it to suddenly holy crap ain't no denying it there is an almighty how do you enter a third phase of your life without even realizing your old one had died The moment I realized it was the moment I realized I couldn't have a single conversation anymore without it, with anyone I cared about without it turning into a fight or an argument. Every day it was, man, we don't want to talk about that or can we talk about something that's not so depressing or whatever and it's like god dang i'm not trying to be depressing but look this is what's going on in the world and we need to know about it and if y'all don't know about it we can't do nothing about it it ain't gonna change well we can't do anything about it you can't change it it is what it is world is what it is well hell it's changing right before our very eyes and we're watching a handful of people change it what you what do you mean it can't be changed a handful of people are changing it right before your very eyes on television you watch them do it every day the way you live your life determined by a handful of people that you know by name but me talking about it with my mom my dad my brother my sister my cousin my friends my co-workers all these people I'm talking with, they're saying that it doesn't matter what we talk about. There's nothing we can do to change it. I'm thinking, well, hell, there's a whole lot more of us than there are them. And I'm only, I've only talked to a handful of people. What do you mean there's nothing we can do about it? You're going to let those few little people on that little television there tell you how to live your life? Well, they're saying it's the law, and the people out here and with guns and handcuffs and badges are saying that they're going to uphold the law. And they serve those people on that television. And they're going to make me do what they say. wow <laughs> that's the argument I get that's what you're fighting against dealing with every day from the moment you were slapped on the ass by the doctor 
You were born into spiritual warfare. Welcome to the war. To the year of the unknown. You know, they say you should uh, always speak clearly and talk about things that are enlightening and fun. Well, thing is, I'm not real fun, I guess. I'm, I'm just me. I do like to have more engaging and entertaining conversations and stuff like that. But right now, I think the best thing to do is to wrap this up. I know it hasn't been quite, quite 45 minutes, which is was my original goal. But I think I'm... I think I've shared enough, enough for you to get to know who I am and what I'm about. So if you're ready to hear some truth and to learn a few things along the way, hopefully I can share with you my knowledge in, in return through your comments and emails, suggestions, and whatever other ways you may communicate with me. If you want to share with me your ideas, I'd love to hear them. That my journey has been a one of self-discovery and enlightenment, and where I may sound and seem and come across with some subjects a certain kind of way. I am human after all, and things do make me feel. And so I guess it is fair to say that I have feelings like anybody else. That being said, I'll try my best to be respectful and to never disrespect you personally, the one listening to this podcast, anyone else that may listen to it along the way, any viewer or listener, if I ever decide to make videos, I want y'all to understand that I'll never disrespect you, not by intent. If I do or if I offend anyone, I apologize. That's never my intention. Because I don't want anybody to offend me or be rude. But I know it's going to happen. People can't help themselves. They don't know how to behave. That being said, I want to wrap this up and say thank you for listening and hope you all enjoyed your visit. Thank you once again. This has been Joshua James and you've been listening to The Last Podcast.